Everybody, welcome to this. Oh, that's that's a little interesting. Okay, okay. Um, welcome to this late night. It's not gonna be posted late night, but late recording. Live for sports episode. We got Ben back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're also or is that politically correct anymore? This Do is I have like to the say, first. Uh, good evening, everybody. This is one of the first episodes I think that I've been like partially drunk. Like, I don't think I've done a drunken episode. I'll I have never done a podcast without uh, somewhat of a drop of liquor in my system, so it's this is nothing new for me. What about the first one we did? You weren't... You, oh, the, no, for, for, yeah, no, the first one we did, uh, we were uh, we were doing pretty good. We but, were sober. Uh, yeah, we were sober. Yeah. So this is Let's your first go one, with that. This is your first one drunken or no? Oh, no, no, no. When I used to do the Flying Skate podcast uh, way back in the day, Check that out. I mean, I sound like a woman on uh, on Spotify there, but uh, yeah, no, I I used to be sipping my uh, my triple rum and cokes there at my desk, and uh, things would go a little bit uh, sideways hmm. quite often. But uh, we were trying our best and trying to educate everybody about the world of sports. Yeah. Well, the world of hockey mostly. World of hockey, yes, yes, yes. World of sports, my. Is it, that's your thing? Well, live, live for sports. You know, live for sports. Uh, you, major sports. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Ah, See, yeah. that's uh, that seems like a thing. And I feel like this intro is gonna get us canceled, but uh, you know, just don't so, say, don't say anything. Uh, some, okay, let's let's move on. Anthony, you like to say anything before we get to the intro? All right. Well, no, I think you know, for this hour, I think alcohol is perfectly reasonable for this late. It's a Friday night podcast. Friday night. It's some, it's some hockey. I mean, we've got playoffs coming up. It's exciting. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting excited. And it's I think we've be... got a big slate for tonight. So just a playoff preview episode. Mostly we're going to break down each series, probably give our picks, maybe our cup final and West final, whatever East final. Yeah. Conference finals. I think that's probably as far as we'll go. You know, it's coming around the round the corner. I think a few of us have some interesting takes. So, Yep. Now let's let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? Besser oh! scores, and Vladdy drills it to left field. Wilson is chased, throws it up for grabs. He's got McCann. What a play! What a goal! Alright, what round, do you, what series do you guys want to start on first? Kings really? Oilers, yeah. You don't want to go, that's like a... Wow, more interesting, okay. I feel like we should go start with a 1-4. It's only because it was the last thing I saw on Google, that's why. I feel like we should start with a 1-seed versus a yeah, okay. wildcard matchup first, and then kind of work... I think down. starting ourselves off with the, the Jets and yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights would be a, yeah, a good place we, to start, for sure. Then we can sure. Kings Oilers after that, because it's the same side of the bracket, you know? Um... What, okay. Any analysis you guys want to intake on this series? Or the Jets? Just Vegas. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think this game, this series is going to go to seven games. Um, it's going to be a goaltending matchup. Winnipeg, for me, has been consistent for years now. It's kind of the same core, kind of improving. Vegas, on the other hand, has improved in caliber, but with injuries and kind of adjusting the chemistry. I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up for me. On paper, Vegas looks like the better team personally, but I would still say Vegas takes the series, but it's going to be really close. You think Vegas in seven? Yeah, I do. Ben? 
I honestly think this might come down to goaltending. I mean, you look at how good Connor Hellebuck is. He is one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. Uh, despite what Winnipeg may be for the rest of their roster, I do think that they have a lot of players that are built for the playoffs. I mean, you look at the year that Josh Morrissey has had, mm-hmm. and he is going to be in the Norris conversation just because of how good he has been. He's been a very good 2 way defenseman and has been active at both ends of the ice. But you look at at the Jets as a whole, and I just don't know if they have that X factor at forward that can make mm. the difference against Vegas. I mean, I don't know if Vegas has that either, though. I like, don't would know. Would you consider Eichel that? And we haven't even seen Eichel in the playoffs yet. Eichel has never been in the playoffs before. No, he hasn't. And Jack Eichel is one of those players that I don't know if he's the kind of player that makes other players around him better. I don't think he's that. Um but I also don't think that the Jets have one of those guys as well. But I do think that Winnipeg has more recent playoff experience with a lot of their guys. Um, yeah, I mean, the Jets have, or, or, the, or Vegas has. They have for sure. Oh, you're saying, you said Winnipeg, I think. Yeah. No, I did say Winnipeg, but I, I mean, they, they, they the, have been in the playoffs a lot as well in the last few years. Vegas, I think, and Winnipeg have the same amount of playoff experience in years past. Yeah. Like, cause I think, yeah, Winnipeg didn't make it last year. Uh, yeah. Neither did Vegas. Well, Winnipeg's never made it this far either. But do you they, think no, they have. that they they met in the West Finals? Don't forget, twenty seventeen. The Stanley Cup Finals. No, they have not got there. But I mean, they've made a West Finals. They've been on a deep run. I mean, I would so Vegas. Somebody Vegas like Nikolai Ehlers really intrigues me because Vegas decided that they would move away from guys like Alex Tuck in order to acquire a guy like Jack Eichel, who, again, who is a very good hockey player, was drafted second overall behind Connor McDavid in 2015. But he has never shown that he can be that X factor in these meaningful games. Um, I do feel like a guy like Nikolai Ehlers is that two-way forward that Vegas is potentially missing. And you he don't could think Mark be, Stone is a good two-way forward that they're missing? Mark Stone is battered with injury and may not be the player that he once was. That is one thing to consider when talking okay. about the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know if Mark Stone can step up and be that guy who you can count on to score a goal when you're down one I, I or would, if you're tied going into overtime. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy to you know, go out and score a goal for you or contribute offensively mainly. But you can't deny like how good he is both sides of the puck. Like he's, well, what do you think about goaltending then? Jonathan Quick, is he the guy that... No, Hellebuck obviously has the edge here. Yeah. Hellebuck could steal this series. I think Vegas has the better overall roster. I, and another thing, their defense, I like Vegas's defense more than I like Winnipeg's. If this was Jonathan Quick of nine years ago, absolutely. But if, if they're betting on Jonathan Quick to be the guy that can carry them goaltending-wise through this playoffs, I don't know if that's... A very good bet to make. I, I mean, they're betting on the rest of the I, roster. They got Petrangelo. They've got Theodore. I, I believe it's yeah. Laurent Brossard who's starting game one. Or that hasn't been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get the right to start game one. That's what, that's what I was here. I was watching the Kraken Vegas game a little bit last night, and they were talking about how it's probably going to be him game one. But how many games has Brossard actually played this year? He's been hurt a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't know that number it's off the top of my head. It's been Aiden Hill. 
Aiden Hill and Jonathan Quick down the stretch here. Yeah, and they had Logan Thompson going for a good run there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because they got four goalies that could, that could all probably yeah. start. And I would it, think Aiden Hill probably wouldn't start. Yeah, and I mean, there's questions if Robin Leonard can ever come back. He's not coming back. Yeah, but still, like, I, I honestly forgot about Robin Leonard. I didn't even realize he was on the roster. Maybe Vegas is the type of team that could do it with a, let's say, mediocre type of goal. I think the roster is good enough to. I think, like, clear as day, Vegas's defense is better than what Winnipeg has. I think, but, I mean, again, Josh Morsey has had a breakout season. He has been, like, by far one of the—he's been a top-five defenseman in the NHL this year. Vegas clears in terms—or, sorry, Winnipeg clears in terms of goaltending. Hellbuck is definitely yeah. a number-one goaltender in this league. No denying, he's a top-five goalie. Maybe top three if you want to put him in that conversation. This, this season, he's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. He's been out like undeniably one of the best goaltenders in the NHL this year. He could be a Vesna finalist. He would probably come third if he got it into a Vesna finalist, but top five in Vesna voting for sure. Um, and then you look at, it, and like Vegas, they have four goaltenders, all who could be number one, but they're not gonna be number one. Well, right? let's talk about three because like Aiden Robin Hill, Robin Leonard is not in this conversation well, because no, Aiden, Aiden Hill. Aiden, Aiden Hill, Brassois. Thompson. Oh uh, yeah, okay, Thompson and Quick. Okay, yeah, yeah that's so all right. Yeah, yeah. Um defense, I think you give the edge to Vegas. Yeah. Well I mean you it's got, just like you've got Petrangelo. Petrangelo. Pe- Petrangelo's not what he once was back in the St. Louis days, but he's still a very high quality defenseman. No, he's yeah. a he's a top two defenseman. For that team. Their overall depth in defense is just better. Like, you have on Winnipeg, you have Pionk, you have um, 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 Nate Schmidt. Morrissey. Sorry, I was thinking Morrissey first, but I said Pionk first. I don't know why. You have those two. And then the rest of it is like Brendan Dillon, Nate Schmidt. You know, it kind of just falls off. Like, it's not as strong as Vegas' side, in my opinion. I mean, but I would also look at, I would, to, to play devil's advocate here, when you look at winnipeg's forward group i mean shifley he is hit or miss sometimes 40 goal scorer this year he's a 40 goal scorer exactly um again i feel like teams aren't as high on nikolai yeelers as i feel like i am (laughs) he is like an incredibly incredibly smart hockey player Mm -hmm. what do you think about kyle connor kyle connor i think is still one of the more underrated players in this league uh I think yeah, yes, I think he, he is, but at the same I think time, he's he isn't. a bit overrated. Like I think it's kind really? of it's kind of becoming what Barkov is. You remember when Barkov for the past like three years, everyone's like Barkov is the most underrated player in the NHL, and now people are still calling him underrated. It's like no, he's not underrated oh, anymore. Yes. He's just par- properly rated. Yeah. No, I mean Connor I could be properly rated. Kyle Connor. He could be. Yeah, we'll see. No, I, okay. I I think that I mean like, and you never know with Dubois. Dubois is kind of one of those wild card kind of players. I think the forward tandem for both sides is pretty evenly matched yeah no I, I do think so and i mean vegas has got a lot of older guys i mean you look riley smith and jonathan marcheso are not spring william chickens carlson anymore. as well william carlson yeah he's Chandler stevenson getting up there in age stevenson i mean stevenson is also like he's a very very good hockey player in the theodore to that point though. no he's pretty young still theodore i think is only what 27 28 i want to say something like yep. that. yeah in that age range um, predictions for the series. Yeah. I I do think that Anthony might be right in the fact that it could go six or seven games. Uh, I would still give the edge to, to Vegas, but don't count out the Winnipeg Jets because they have a very, very good hockey team. And again, similar playoff experience to Winnipeg over the last decade. Um, 
so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's going to be close either way. Goaltending could be a deciding factor, which in that case Winnipeg wins. But I say it goes Game 7, Vegas takes it. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I'm going to say – I'm going to – I've been saying – I'm saying Vegas in five. I do think if Winnipeg has the edge goal thing. I think it could be a low-scoring series and, like, very tightly games. But I think Winnipeg just – it's something about me that doesn't want to pick them. I don't even really want to pick Vegas either. This is not one of my favorite matchups. Like, I, I think Vegas is a little bit overrated this year. Yeah, they're the one seed in the West. They, I mean, it's Vegas. You can't really count them out in the playoffs. But something about them just – doesn't make me want to pick them. But at the same time, in previous years, I have said Vegas needs a number one center to compete in the playoffs. They didn't have that in their, all their deep runs. But is Whether Jack that be- Eichel that guy? Is I- is is he that guy that can bring them over the top? I, I, think- I just don't think so. Well, we're going to find out this year. And we I will th- find out, yeah. I think he's, they're at least going to win a round. And I think they're going to take in five games, to, regardless of the goaltending. Unless the goaltending goes to absolute shit this series, which I— can't really see because if no. you, if a guy has a bad game, they're just going to throw someone else in, right? They no, got four, and I mean, three or four goalies. That's going to be Vegas. I mean, if one of their goaltenders doesn't play well, they'll throw in one of the other two. Um, it's Hellebuck or nothing for Winnipeg, and I think that's going to possibly be a factor for them. Okay. Yeah. Edmonton, LA. Edmonton, LA. Maybe the most, well, I wouldn't say it's the most unpredictable series, but I would say. Well, the LA Kings have a very, very bright future. They have one of the most deep young teams in the NHL. They've rebuilt the right way. They've done everything the right way uh, since deciding to go down that uh, retool slash rebuild route after. If only we would learn. If only we would have learned. But I do think that you look at what Connor McDavid has done this year. He's the first player since 1991 to get over 150 points. 96, 95, 96, I thought it was. No, no, 91. Wow. 91. It's a mm. lot longer than that. Yeah, I think it's 95, 96. Mario Lemieux was the last one to do it. I'm I'm almost right. confident it was Are we looking years. up this? Are we going to see if, uh, if Ben's wrong here? Yeah, we're fact-checking. Last 150 point. Friends, this could be a big moment here. Nathan's taking a look on the phone. The last season was 95-96, Mario Lemieux. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Good job, buddy. Good job. Yeah, good job. 161. Though. Okay. My point is, is that no one's done it in 30 years. Yeah. McDavid did it this year. He did something that a lot of people said. It's like, oh, no. It they, might not they, happen again. The game is so tight defensively. Like Players are just that much better. They won't be able to put up those amount of points before – you know, guys aren't showing up to the rink drunk or hungover anymore like they used to back in the 70s and the 80s. Said that. What do you mean who said that? That's a common... Well, the old no- players have, like, said I know, that. I know, but I swear I saw a quote from uh, one of the old guys say that players aren't coming to the, <laughs> the, the rink, like, hungover or drunk anymore. But yeah, it's true. It's, 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 it's honestly true. They Like, the conditioning that these guys th- go through, the meal plans that they have put on them through the teams... Mm-hmm. It's so extreme and it's so regimented that they're at tip-top shape. Anyway, Connor McDavid 
he like he's an unbelievable player. He might be the most skilled player to ever play the game. I most don't skilled, not I don't really see a path for LA to win this series. I mean, I do think they might win a game or two, but they're not getting past game 5 or 6. Well, you know who I think really? is Wow, really? You know who I think is a player that could counter McDavid and it's Kopitar. Does he have the and speed to keep up with McDavid? I don't think so. No, exactly. nobody has the speed to keep Not up anymore. It, yeah, yeah. But still, Kopitar is clutch. He's reliable. He's him and Dowdy are. They've both been there before. Exactly. And they're not that old. Like, Kopitar every year is consistent. Playoffs, it's just a whole nother game. I think this goes to seven games again. And obviously I'm going to go with the Oilers, but it wouldn't surprise me if the LA Kings take this as well. A few weeks ago, I took a bet that the LA Kings would win the Stanley Cup as a total wildcard dark horse bet. But if they were to beat the Oilers, then I could see them at least making a path to the finals with the core they have, with the depth they have. They have new goaltending in Corpus Allo and Copeland or Copley. Forget Co- his name. Phoenix Copley. Copley, yeah, and Corpusello. Uh, yeah. Corpusello is actually not bad. Um, it seems that anyone that plays for Columbus gets, like, jacked in the goaltending stats. So I I can see the LA Kings. I can see an argument for the LA Kings winning this series. But with honestly, with McDavid and Drysaddle, it's, it's just impossible. Even Nugent Hopkins, who's having an incredible year. Like, it's just impossible to count these guys out the only thing i would argue is that defensively and goaltending maybe not goaltending as much but again defensively they're struggling i would even go further to say that their goaltending isn't enough either but i mean i honestly like uh la's defense over edmonton uh, I, even I with almost, the addition of ekholm i do think that they still have a bit of an edge in that department I'm not a fan of the Oilers' defense. Like I've never no, been I'm not. proud of it. Mostly just because I think Nurse is the most overpaid player in the league. Well, he is the most overpaid player in the league. Um, I um, do think like he's still a top four defenseman. Sorry, Don't get actually, me wrong. Sorry, OEL is the most overpaid. Player. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Uh, there you go. Nurse Fun. might be coming in second, but even even with that, like I do like Edmonton's defense, and I honestly think I like it better than LA's slightly more, which I don't like saying because I'm not a fan of Edmonton's defense. But the Eckholm pickup has been nice. Nurse, yeah, while he's overpaid, he's still a solid player. Like he's probably like he's not worth nine point two five. No, he's a seven million dollar player who that's is what, paid nine point two five. Yeah, seven, seven and a half, maybe eight, but it's pushing it. Yeah, that is pushing it. Um, and then you have uh, Cody Cece, not the biggest fan of. Evan Bouchard is really good. And I think still he, young, but he's still young, developed. and I do think that he's starting to figure it out. Um, so I think Edmonton has a slight edge. Uh, like Doughty is making a little too much for what he contributes now. But Doughty's still very effective, I would say. Just too much money. And you see all these big de- these defensemen from years past who signed these big deals, right? Carlson, Doughty, Burns even. I still think that it's hilarious that Doughty represents himself. Like he got himself that contract himself. Did he actually? No, he doesn't have an agent. He wow. is his own agent. Good for him. Um, yeah, I'd lean Edmonton slightly defense. Um, Edmonton obviously has the star power in the shoes, but I think I lean LA's depth more personally. 
they're younger too. Yeah, I mean, under them, I would say. I mean, we've seen in the past in the Oilers in the playoffs that they've had to rely so heavily on McDavid and Drysaddle to win games. Special teams is going to be the key, I think, in this series, because you have a team like if if LA can find a way to shut down Edmonton's power play somewhat, like league setting best power play, like league record setting best power play, they can contain it somewhat. They have a really good shot to win this series. Um, I don't know about predictions. I might kind of start this off here with predictions. I do like uh, Ellie's goaltending more than Edmonton's. Stuart Skinner, good this year. Yes, he probably will get the game one start over Jack Campbell, I would think. He's probably earned his right, too. Do I trust them? Oh, I mean, Jack Campbell's been playing like he's been sitting on the can all year. So <laughs> do, I, do I trust a rookie going playoff? Not really. Corpusalo. I think he has some playoff experience with Columbus. I mean, the amount of rookie goalies in the playoffs who have emerged and led their teams to Stanley Cup finals have, you know, that's well, that's been a theme before. I mean, true. I mean, like you saw. You I see mean, some guys crack under the I pressure, mean, though. Bennington did it a few years ago, but then he fell off the map. That was an outlier season for him, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got personally no respect for Jordan Bennington. Guy's a clown. Um, Matt Murray, he did it. Yeah. Um, but again, he was also being propped up by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. You've also seen guys crack under pressure, though. Yeah. So, I, I don't Back know. Back in the 70s, Ken Dryden. I, I'm i going to kick off the predictions here. I think this going this series is going seven games regardless. This series went seven games last year, and I think both teams have improved. Like, you look at L.A., who picked up Fiala, a number one I, I guess a number one forward for them. I wouldn't consider him a number one forward on a championship team, I guess, personally. But LA's depth, I think, makes him that good of a, like a solid number one. Um, Edmonton obviously has McDavid and Dreisel. You have two number ones right there. You can even argue Nugent Hopkins is number one on a, the right team. I mean, look at it. He was a number one overall pick. Don't get me like, wrong, though. Over 10 years ago. Don't get me wrong, Nugent Hopkins. And he is, finally got over 100 points. Nugent Hopkins is the biggest power play merchant in the league. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and stay Even more than it's JT because, Miller. What? Even more than JT Miller. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing, though. Over half of Nugent Hopkins' points were on the power play this year. Keep in mind on that. But why? Why is that a, why is that a negative? It's just when you can't score 5-5, five and five, it's like you're relying on penalties. and You're not drawing penalties like the other, the other team. But the problem you're is not scoring. look at last year. The Florida Panthers were like one of the most dom- – they were the most dominating team in the NHL. They didn't score, what, a single power play goal for how many – it was like 20 or something chances last year in the playoffs. They got eliminated. Like That's what killed them. Plays. Yeah. Because they were such you a good offensive – they were such a good offensive team. That they couldn't score in the power play. You need or to. Or they be, weren't getting yeah. power plays and they weren't scoring. The playoffs are just all about hitting those clutch opportunities. If you're not scoring the power play, like, what are you doing? You're not going to advance. Like, if you have a guy hitting 100 points on the power play, like, yeah, sure. I, I kind of agree. Like, he's. It's easier to score in the power play, yeah. but. My prediction, it's still though. Huge. This thing is going seven games. I don't. Like, I don't really know who's winning this. Personally, and I think whoever wins this is going to the Western Conference Finals, regardless. Potentially Stanley Cup. Yeah. They're not my Stanley Cup pick out of the West this series, though. Um, I have it Edmonton in seven games slightly. I just lean McDavid slightly ever more. I would say probably Edmonton at six. That's my guess. Okay. Anthony? I have Oilers in seven. Okay. Yeah. I like those picks. I Six is pushing it for me. Like, I think it's going seven, but... 
We will see. And honestly, Edmonton could choke in the playoffs. Edmonton has choked in the playoffs in years past. It's just last year's the year they finally got over the hump, kind of. So, um, Colorado versus Seattle is the one versus four on the other side um, in the West now. Colorado, 100%. Really? You're not even getting Seattle, Seattle shots? Seattle, I mean, it's been good. I do think they might win a game or two, but Colorado's the defending champs. I mean, you've seen McKinnon got over 100 points in less than 70 games this year. Um. I, like that's like he had an incredible. I don't think people are talking about Nathan McKinnon enough and about how good he's been this season. No, I I agree. I hundred percent agree. If McKinnon had played like five more games, McKinnon might be in the heart conversation. Oh, but yeah. But he's not going to be because it's like oh he was injured all year, but he played sixty nine games I think, seventy games. Yeah, and got what one hundred ten points, almost. He did tonight. He had three points, in the last game of the year. I want to say he was at like one hundred five. No, he was at one hundred ten. You sure? Yep, he had 107 going into game the game tonight, and he got three points, two goals, and an assist. Oh, he's at 111. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, oh, 111. So he threw 71. Okay, so he got four points tonight. He missed jeez. 11 games this year. He scored, still had 111 points. If he had, like, he almost outscored Pasternak, and Pasternak's like the clear consensus number two in heart voting this year. Well, do you think Pasternak with... should be the number one? But there's a guy yeah. named Connor McDavid, so he's not going to be number one. With Landeskog missing the playoffs, is McKinnon going to be stepping up into that leadership role then? Mm-hmm. Well, he has to. I'm li- the thing about concerns me is Colorado injuries. If they get McKinnon, McCarr, Rettman, one of them goes down, they're yeah. very vulnerable. They have gone down, so yeah. I mean, Georgiev has been actually quite good for them this Do year. Do not sleep on Seattle this year, man. I think Seattle's like a sleeper team to win a round or two this year. Potentially. Potentially. Go but. Ahead. I just don't see a path for them against Colorado. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm picking Colorado. I think if maybe Seattle matched up against Dallas. Uh, well, no, I'll get into that later. Um, if they had just a better matchup other than Colorado, maybe if they matched up against Vegas, I think yeah. Seattle could have won a round. Yeah. Like With that being said, they're playing Colorado. I'm going to take in Colorado in six games. Don't I don't want to pick against the champs, but you know, you've seen teams in like cup champs go out and – Years past, um, I think of Washington in 2019 losing to Carolina. Um, off the top of my head, I remember Boston in 2012 losing to Washington after winning the cup. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was very happy when that happened. Were <laughs> yeah. we all? Um, I'm trying to think about the number one cup champs to go out in round one. Pittsburgh, I believe, in 2018. They lost to the Islanders, I think. Or maybe was it? No, they lost in the second round that year. Never yeah. mind. They lost second round to the to Washington that year. Um, they lost the next year. The next year they lost to Washington. That's when Washington won the cup there. Yeah. The next year they lost to the Islanders, right? Um, yeah, number one seeds have been known to go down though. I think Chicago in twenty sixteen went down in the first round, right? To Nashville. Yep. Yeah, Nashville. They yeah. lost to Nashville that year. Um, yeah, Nashville went all the way. So don't sleep on a team like that to go out. Or no, that was San Jose in 2016. Yeah, no, and they went all the way against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was Nashville the next year. But I think Washington lost in the first round that year, still. Or, sorry, Chicago. Yeah. I can't remember who, too, but I feel like they lost that series. 
Hmm. Who'd they lose to then? Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. One seed's going out. I think, yeah, it's an unfortunate matchup for Seattle, though. Um, I'm going five games. I don't know. I was almost, you know, I'm going to give Seattle a game. I was almost leaning towards a sweep even, but it's going to be Seattle. five games. There's just no experience with Seattle. And the team, it's not like Vegas back in the day where they just went to the finals. Um, this Seattle core, I think there's, you know, obviously prospects there, but there's just no playoff experience at the moment. And well, I mean, they've got some players. I mean, they've got Yanni Gord, who's been Phil there. Grubauer. Philip Grubauer has been there. But Martin I mean, Jones, want to come Mar- from? Martin Jones, yeah. They've got goalies Martin with playoff experience. Jones sucks though. He's been he's been solid this he's year. He's been solid this year. He's like he's played more games than Grubauer. Grubauer's hurt though. He was. He was. But Martin Jones really stepped up. I mean, and again, like that's Jordan Everly said a few players. Yeah. Runs. And I mean that's the benefit of having a backup goaltender who has had starting experience, who may be a bit older, who may be may I'm have saying. fallen out. But you know Jordan if Everly. how old is Jordan Everly now? Jeez. How Jordan Everly? I mean, he's 30, what thirty four? <laughs> no, he's thirty four. No, 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 no. He's gotta be thirty thirty one. Thirty three? No, no, he's old. He's way older than I thought. That's I don't think 30, he's that old. No, I don't he, think he's that old. He is that old. I think he's thirty four. Thirty three, thirty four. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. You were looking at this. More, more okay. Research. Well, hold on. The answer. More what? research. Do we trust Ben or do we trust Nathan? Uh, Nathan. I think we trust me on this one. Who you trust? I say 30, 30, 31. You say 33, 34. I yep. say 31. I'll go with Nathan this time. Oh, he's right in the middle, 32. Ah. Uh, I was going to yeah. say. Well, there we go. So neither of us win, eh? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I would. So I got see, Colorado 6. You got Colorado 5. Ben? Uh, I'd, I'd say Colorado 6. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dallas versus Minnesota. <laughs> uh, Dallas. Really? Not giving Minnesota a shot? Uh, well, I mean, Flurry has a playoff experience. Kaprizov is very good, but what, the one thing that concerns me is Eric Sinek is out. He's True. he's injured, and yeah. that's a huge blow to the Minnesota Wild because he's their, yeah, he's arguably their top center. So if he's out, who do you replace those minutes with? That you really don't have anyone beyond that. Ryan Hartman's technically their top center. But. I mean Hartman, I still see him more as a winger, but personally I do too. But it's fine. Yeah, but I mean he's played a lot of minutes for them at center, and he's done okay. That that yeah. line is pretty elite though. The Caprizov Hartman, um, Zuccarello. Line. Yeah, that is that is a pretty elite line, but. Eric Sinek being out kind of makes me think like, okay, um, that's going to be a challenge for Minnesota come, to come back from. The one thing that I look at though is goaltending. I mean, Flurry, yeah, he's been he's been solid I, this year, he, but he's old. But Gustafson, I saw like, a report they're going he, with a tandem. Gustafson, yeah, I know. I mean, if they do that, that would be pretty awesome to see in the playoffs because uh, you don't see that that often. Um, if at all, I don't know if we've ever actually seen a true goaltending tandem of a few alternating starts in the playoffs. I, I I feel like it was supposed to be Murray and Flurry in Pittsburgh's runs, and then Flurry got hurt, and then it was Murray who took over. 
That's the only time I can think of. Maybe. Yeah, but you know, again, but but you look at Dallas. I mean, Robertson is an elite talent, bonafide superstar. Though. He's a bonafide stu- superstar and stupid star. Did you just say? Uh, did I say that? Oh, well, you were close. I don't know. Maybe it's I said core that's already there and already been there, already been to the end. You know, I lost. I for like thought Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan were washed. Victoria I thought, guy, hey, big Victoria guy. I know. Yeah, Jamie Ben. Yeah. I thought they were washed. They were done. Like I real <laughs> like watching the playoffs last year against Calgary. They were not doing like anything. No. I guess Jamie Ben like I think scored in Game Seven, yeah. but Tyler Sagan's uh, too busy uh, with other work that he's we don't doing. need to get into that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just, I just thought they, they, they were washed up. Injuries got to them. They, they, were, yeah. they need to get out of these contracts. But they actually both had pretty solid years. I'll give them that. Like, pr- probably not what they're worth still, but they, they kind of replenished their value. I want to say. Um, I don't. I'm kind of curious now to look at Jamie Ben's stats oh, for the what year. Do you think? I think Holy he's, shit! He's, Jamie Ben was almost a point per game again. Yeah. Wow. No, he's he's been really really good the last two years. Um, no, and that's the thing, and that's a thing for Dallas is okay, to have Sa- that rebound. Sagan wasn't as good; he was at fifty points in seventy six games. But like, holy shit, Jamie Ben! I thought he was washed. Yeah, and he's back. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you have Rupe Hints, you have Jason Robertson, you have Jamie Ben, who's been Joe Pavelski, best Joe, one in hockey. Rupe Hints, Joe, Joe Pavelski, Pavelski, who is like an ageless wonder, who is the best in front of the net. No, and I mean, like, this is the thing: is he's getting like into his late thirties, and he's getting better than he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of sit there and go, like, what? Like, this guy is just, you know, he's old. He's probably a few years out of retirement. Um, and he's just getting better and better. Um, on Minnesota's side, I do... Kaprizov is also a superstar. Oh, he is a superstar. Bonafide. For yep. sure. He's the best on the team. I am worried about him because he was injured. He got a couple games in, I believe, before playoffs um, to kind of get that conditioning back up. But I'm just scared about a possible re-injury come playoffs with the physicality and everything. And Dallas is a pretty physical team come playoffs, too. And their defense score, you got, like, Dallas, oh. You got a superstar on, at forward in Robertson. You have a superstar on the back end in Mira Heiken, and I think you can call him that now. I do think so, yeah. And you have... Beth, probably one of the better two... Best... Maybe the best two-way defenseman in the league. Yep, there's probably an argument. Well, you might say Mikael McCarr. You can probably say Kemal McCarr is still... Kemal McCarr, yeah, but... I mean, in terms of... I think McCarr is still a little bit more offense. Yep, sure. In but, there, but no, Heiskanen is very, very, very skilled at the two-way game. I and then you, I wouldn't call Andre a superstar in net yet, but I call Andre a star in net. Nah. Yeah. No, he's he's a he's a number one goalie in this league, and yeah, I don't when think you, when you have a one-two-three of goalie forward and. Um, defenseman like that, you're set up for the future. You mean like Pedersen, Demko, and Hughes? Well, we should be set up for the future, but our <sighs> management is idiotic. So yeah, no, they're having. Sorry, not our management, our ownership. Yeah, they're on drugs. Um, well, yeah, all of this though is a reason why I think Dallas could also make it to the, could an argument for why Dallas can make it to the finals. They have a like like you said, Ottinger is a star, and that's that's good enough for the playoffs on a team that's already just consistent and well i don't see a weakness overall 
for the Dallas Stars. I have Dallas taking the series in six games. I do. I actually was about to say that Dallas in six as well. Ben. Uh, Dallas in six. I'd oh. say clean, oh, clean sweep across the yeah. board. Dallas in six. Cool. All three of us. Yeah. Hey, what? Do, what? Do you, okay. Um, Eastern Conference. Move off to that. I guess. Um, That's it. Eh? Yeah. Let's go. We'll go. We'll go Atlantic first. We'll go Boston versus the Islanders. Oh. Or sorry, not the Islanders. The uh, Panthers is the first round series. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, it's funny. This is coming after the Panthers were deemed soft by uh, the Kachucks. Kachuk is on the Panthers, though. Oh, uh, that was, actually, that was her father who said that. Never mind. It was, yeah. I I saw something earlier that Matthew Kachuk was also a bit frustrated. It, but it was Keith Kachuk who said the, that they were soft. I that. know, I know. Um, but you know, Boston are the favorites to win. Are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup? They had one of the, no, they had arguably the best season in history. I think and you can say they had the second best regular season in history. I still put, I believe it was the seventy. Six Montreal Canadiens, I believe. Seventy-seven. Right, that, that, they had that the better the points percentage, slightly, but when you just saw the amount of stars that that team had, how many of those guys on that Montreal Canadiens team are in the in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Probably half of them, at least. Oh yeah, I look mean, at you... the level of the the sport at the time. I mean, just look at the goaltending back then. It's just hockey is so it's calculated right now. It's there's too many stars right now and. And that's going back to how impressive McDavid's run is, but Boston's run, it's it is historic. And yeah, it could be the second best run in terms of uh statistics, but I uh, um I don't plan on sugarcoating this. Florida's screwed. I don't care. Yeah. I they're mean not, they're not winning. Matthew Kachuk, man. They're not winning. <laughs> they're, Matthew Kachuk is gonna be have a good series. I think he's probably built he's like one of the best built for the playoffs players in the league. Um Boston is a juggernaut this year, and oh, I don't yeah. think they are a quality team enough to take them out, especially with the goaltending situation they have. You're going to need yeah. like lights out goaltending, and I don't think you can trust Bobrovsky. And I be- who's the uh, what's his name? Lion, um, the guy that who's going on a tear right now. He's the new Hamburglar, basically. Um, I forget it. What's his first name? Um, what Alex Lyon? Yeah, yeah. He's going on a tear. He's been insane. And I don't know if he can trust him to come playoffs. Well, th- this is the thing. And, I mean, he, a little bit of a side note here, but how much of a commodity with the way Boston's goaltending has been? Uh, Jeremy Swayman is an RFA come the off season. Yeah. How much trade value does he have? Well, we're not talking about the off season. Well, I know. We're not talking about the off season, but just a side note. Uh, any team looking for a number one goalie, Boston has got a hot commodity in Swayman. The only way I see Boston dealing him in the offseason, though, is if they are getting a number one center return. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Olmark's going to win the Vezina. And, but as a backup, I, as a, tw- what, 25, 24, 25 Swayman is? I want Adam on this conversation to talk about this because I want yeah. him to know what he thinks they should do with the goaltending situation. Because obviously it's great to have both. But, I mean, if you can trade and if you're going to lose Bergeron and Krejci, especially which if they win the Cup this year, then they they'll might. retire. 
there's no chance they don't retire. If they do win the cup and they both go retire, out in the blaze of glory, why not? And you have yeah. both those do guys, it. and you need a number one center because Paso does want a number one center to play with. Yeah. Who? Oh, with JT Miller. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't need Swayman, but I wonder if hmm, teams who need a number one goalie. We're ready to compete now, basically. Teams who need a number one goalie. Um, I don't. They don't have the assets. No, they don't have the assets. I mean, they could definitely use Swayman. I mean, like, could you imagine, like, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and Jeremy Swayman-ish center for trade? It's basically the criteria. There's not many. No, there really really not many because I feel like, you know, I look at Minnesota, but I mean, like, with the emergence of Gustafson, I feel like they feel pretty confident about him and Jesper Wallstead, yeah, coming up. So um, I feel like once Flurry retires, they feel pretty confident about their goaltending situation. They wouldn't need to trade for him. Number one center, damn! Yeah. We need the goalie really badly. That's ready to like compete too. I got it. L.A. I got no. L.A.'s got Corpus Alvino. They trade for him. I mean, they got Corpus Alvino, but he's a UFA. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a rental. I think I got it though. The Ottawa Senators. That's true. Very true. Not sure if they would trade in division, but... But, I mean, they've traded a lot of draft picks over the last couple of years. Do they still have the capital to make that kind of move? Yes, and especially if you're getting a goalie who fits perfectly with your timeline. Yeah. So, I could see it. Yeah, but they would need to move off of uh, of Forsberg. They're paying them 2.75. True. Anyways, um, Boston. Back on track. Boston, Florida. Predictions. Uh, I don't think Florida has a chance. Uh, I don't really think anyone. Boston in five. Boston in four. Sweep. I'll say five. I say Florida takes one of them, maybe in overtime by a squeaker. <laughs> but Boston's clearly going to be the winner. Yeah. Well, we said that about Tampa against Columbus, and look what happened. But uh, still, I think Boston's sweep. Listen, they had a legendary head coach in John Tortorella. Yeah, what a they, beauty. They smothered the tent. They frustrated and smothered that team. That's not going to happen now. If anything, the Bruins are going to frustrate the Panthers. I could see a lot of penalties, but I, I think the Bruins take this in five as well. Panthers maybe take one at home. I mean, the team's good enough to at least get a win. Like, there's enough offensive, like, superpower. Like, um, but... No, a sweep, Nathan, hey? I almost wanted to say that as well, but... There's normally one sweep, at least one sweep in the first round of playoffs. There is, but it's five games for me and uh, maybe more game sevens this year around overall, I think. There's a lot of strong talent going up against each other. And, I mean, even the lower seeds going against the higher seeds, I do think that there's a lot of teams that could... Uh, put the pressure on some of the higher-seeded teams mm. just because of the talent that exists this year. Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Boom. Can uh, we agree this is going seven games? Seven yeah. games, Tampa takes it. Yeah, they, yeah, easy. I know we're not in the prediction stage yet, but seven games, ten, I don't see Toronto taking this series. Um, Vasilevsky shows up every year in the playoffs. Um Tampa, just as a team, shows up every year in the playoffs. I We just don't have that frame of reference and that track record from Toronto 
with Matthews and Marner and Tavares and all those core guys that they refuse to depart from. I'm worried about their goaltending in Samsonov and uh, well I mean just look how many games how many games have they gone with a, an emergency backup and I mean and I know well, a lot of that's cap implications cap but they you know are those guys even ready I mean I think they are I think it would have brought I mean Matt up. Murray's dead <laughs> oh yeah I mean yeah. Samsonov versus Vasilevsky like we all know who's gonna win that every time yeah. Um, what we've seen from the Toronto Maple Leafs is the exact opposite record of just the consistent first-round eliminations. It's just it's such an impressive record at this point. And I will say, if there's any year it's going to be Toronto to get out of the first round, it has to be this year. Tampa, as much as I th- like everyone's saying, oh, they're struggling, yeah, I think it's also them just cruising through the regular season. They know they're getting in the playoffs, right? They just kind of save their energy for the playoffs and go on their runs. Kind of what they've done in a couple of years past, with especially when you think about Kucherov in yeah. 2021, he kind of come back probably halfway through the shortened season. He sat out to the playoffs, knowing yeah. they were going to be in. Right, um, oh, that's true. But he was if, in the playoffs when he showed up, if there's any year this is Toronto year, it's this year. Tampa is struggling. Toronto is hot. You finally like uh, Dubis went all in at the line. O'Reilly, um, Jake McCabe. Sam Lafferty, like you have the depth, finally. Is O'Reilly gonna be back by the playoffs? Mm. Was he hurt? Yeah, he's yeah. out for most of the playoffs. O'Reilly? Yeah. No, he's back now. Is he back? Yeah, he was you back. Sure? He was only supposed to be out a month. You're gonna. F- <laughs> he he's back now. I'm oh, well, I'm confident in this. Huh. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning look tired, honestly, and that's after obvious. Consistent runs to the finals. Three straight runs is grueling. Yep. Injuries and um, you have a bit of frustration appearing as well. A bit of locker room frustration appearing on ice between coaching as well. There, I mean, you had that one time where it was it Stamkos and Kucherov were benched for the whole period. Right. Um, there, so there's, I'm we're all saying Tampa and seven. Don't get me wrong on this. I actually want to pick the Leafs in this series. I hate the Leafs, but I want to pick the Leafs. But the thing is, I'm never going to pick the Toronto Maple Leafs to win a playoff series until they finally win a fucking playoff series. Unless it's <laughs> a, a, the most slam dunk pick of every time of all time. Like, it's the Leafs, they dominate the regular season, President's Trophy, whatever. Way ahead, kind of what Boston is this year. And they're playing just an absolute joke of a team in the playoffs. What did we, what did we say last year? That Tampa didn't look like the same team that had gone to two straight Stanley Cup finals. And what happened? Toronto played in the game seven. Toronto played a strong first period, and then they fell asleep in the second and the third. And, and Toronto, Tampa walked all over them to win that series, and they walked right into a third straight Stanley Cup final. Toronto fans are probably going to complain about the disallowed goal in that game. But. Uh, Toronto fans can complain till the cows come home until they win a fucking playoff series. You're right. You're exactly right. We're a little bit biased on this podcast because we all hate the well, me and Ben especially hate the Leafs. But um, Ben makes his opinions a little more clear. Oh, I love making my opinions clear because uh, that's uh, that's called good journalism. <laughs> that's good bias journalism. Yeah. Um, and let's let's go to Carolina versus the Islanders now. You see, I I really love Carolina. I really, really love their team. Rod Brindamore, I think, is one of the more underrated coaches in this league. He is, 
He's a very, very smart tactician. But I I still think the Hurricanes win this series, but I do think that it might go six or seven just because the Islanders have some really, really good pieces this year. Um, I mean, Ilya Sorokin has been an incredible goaltender for them. Incredible. He has stolen so many games for them. Um, Now, does that work in the playoffs? Does him stealing games uh, help them achieve victory in at this stage of the game? I don't know. I really, really don't know. Uh, Islanders, I mean, they got Bo Horvat. I mean, the Canucks fans will say, like, oh, playoff Bo's going to show up because of that uh, one well, time fans in the say bubble. That because apparently Canucks fans are pissed off at him right now. Well, who cares? Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. I, I actually don't really know your opinion on this. Did, did you hate him right now or what? Uh, Bo Horvat? Well, whatever. It, I honestly See, think that uh, Canucks fans just need to move on. He got traded. He signed an Albatross contract that I don't think he earned. Um, but that's neither here nor there. He's gone and he's no longer our concern. Yep. So that's, I think Canuck, I, I think he's well, honestly, I disagree. I think he's well deserving his contract based off the year he's had. Well, after, after the year he had before he, he came to the Islanders when he fell off the wagon and, uh, still had less points than JT Miller say what you will about JT, but he still has, uh, I mean, he had 82 points in 81 games. So it's over a point per game, so sure. there yeah. you go. Um, but I also think Horvat's more defensively responsible than JT Miller is. Yeah, if you look at the underlying numbers, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 very slightly. Horvath's, I'm not saying Horvat's like an elite defensive center. Like he both these isn't. guys, fi- both these guys, five on five can be a like incredible defensive liability. They can. Yeah, yeah. I think mm, Horvat is more trustworthy in the defensive zone than Miller is. By a hair. No, by a decent amount still. I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but and anyway, I mean, like, the Islanders obviously did improve. Can can but, I just say the like, Canucks fans need to move on about this Horvath thing? Well, they do Horvath, need to move on. Horvath, Horvath wasn't Horvath. taking a shot at Canucks fans. Horvath was taking a shot at ownership and management for being like, fuck you guys for not well, obviously, a contender while I was here. I was here for nine years, right? What's that, 10 years? No, I mean, Al- Aquilini's an alcoholic, and he d- doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and that's pretty obvious. I mean, he pays my paycheck, and thank you. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, it's problematic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Canucks fans need to move on. He wasn't just talking about you guys. He was talking about – and I'm a Canucks fan. I knew he wasn't talking about us. I knew he was talking about ownership and management, mostly about him not getting a contract. So yeah, move on. And just the playoff runs in general. He he was just he, the question was about playoff runs. He didn't get any playoff runs in Vancouver. He got what twenty fifteen, and that was his like rookie oh, yeah, year basically. And Willie Desjardins threw out his fourth line in uh, game seven against the Flames. And we didn't that, go to game seven against the Flames. We did go to game seven against the Flames we in twenty fifteen. It was game six. No, it was game seven. It was game six. It was game seven. Oh, do you really want to bet on me against this? Yes, I do. You're 0 for 2 tonight. Or, well... No, I'm not 0 for 2. You're, you're 0. 0.5 for 2 on, on the You answer. remember, I was older than you back then. I was 15. You were like, what? 5. NHL playoffs. 5? Five. Five? Ouch. That hurts. Yeah. 
you're you're about to be wrong because I'm a thousand percent sure this game went six. That's pretty confident odds. Yeah, I'm pretty confident about this. Oh look, Calgary beat Vancouver in six games. Ha ha ha! Fuck you. Exactly. Whatever. It was a long time ago. I was probably drunk. I don't know. <laughs> you were how old? You're three years older than me. Doesn't matter. You would have been. 15 or 16, yeah. 15, yeah. 15. It was 2015. Oh, your port. I just realized your birthday's in 2000. Oh, I'm, this, I'm the same age as the year. Oh, my God. That's like the best fucking year. I know. It's like on. even when I'm old and senile, I'll re- always remember how old I am. I just look at the fucking camera. You better make it. Calendar. To- Fuck. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe, so maybe I've maybe I've had a few drinks here. I don't know. You uh, better make it to. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You better make it starting early. To, like two thousand one hundred. Would you pronounce it? Or twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred. Yeah. You better make it to that. See us uh, meet the Vulcans and uh, beat uh, break the warp barrier. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back on tr- back on track. Um, yeah, we're doing some ed- editing before uh, posting this podcast. No, obviously. I never really have to edit. Oh, no, no, just slapping it raw. Okay. <laughs> raw dog and okay, Spotify. Yeah, okay. You're you're drunk. Huh? Um. Right. Uh. So prediction. I think on like. I really think this is going to go seven games again. Carolina versus Islanders. I mean, it's going to be tight. Do you think seven games? I, don't I do. I, mean, it's, I, think six. I think Carolina's still going to take it. Sorokin, I'm, I'm saying that, that, that well, that's what I'm going to yeah. say, that like Sorokin is a deciding factor. Goaltending here is I'm, – I'm always going to say this defense wins championships. It's always like – it's not always, but mostly teams with good defensive core and goaltending that make it to the finals and – Dallanders with Sorokin. Sorokin's reliable. Um, Carolina, what they lost, um, Svechnikov. Yeah, for the whole playoff, he's out the whole year. And Patrick's out for the year. Oh well. Did he even play one game? It's, yeah, no, he got a few games in. It's a toss-up. He retours ACL or Achilles. Sorry. It's a toss-up, and I think this goes to Game Seven. But I'm I'm really hesitant to say Carolina. If I if I have to pick, um, I'd say Carolina. But it can be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Islanders, but I'm—I don't know. I'm still going with seven games, regardless. If Sorokin stands on his head, this series is the Islanders. Personally, I don't think Sorokin is going to stand on his head. My beginning of the year pick is Carol was Carolina to win the cup, and as yeah. much as I still want to stick with that pick, I can't. They're too injured. Too many Eastern Conference teams loaded up at the deadline. They did not. They made a couple good moves in Gossespierre and Puy RB for bargain deals, but you didn't, everyone was making these big blockbuster moves, and you didn't do it. I can't pick them to win because of it. And goaltending is a little bit of a concern for me. Freddie Anderson has regressed a lot this year, and Sorokin is going to come number two in Vesna voting. Um, the defense, I definitely lean Carolina. Carolina has like the most depth, depth defense score in the league, I would call it. Um, I'm a little concerned about Carolina's scoring. Like, I'm pretty sure they were like 15th in goals for this year. It's a little bit concerning. They only have like one natural finisher in Aho. Other than that, they don't really have it. It was supposed to be Pacioretty and like Spechnikov, but now they're out. So I'm a little concerned goal scoring wise. But at the same time, you are playing the Islanders. I think you can get by with it because the Islanders. Well. It's going to be playmaker, more of a playmaker. I think it's going to be a low-scoring series overall. I could, I could agree with that. Um, no, these, are, these are the 
these are both sort of kind of more old school mentality teams that like shut it down defensively. I'm gonna lean. Uh, I mean, Slavin is like the best defensive defenseman in the league. So you look at him; he could be totally a difference maker for Carolina because I don't think goaltending is going to be that, um, especially since that like Freddie Anderson is. He's a very good goaltender, and I mean, when he's on top of his game, not he, this year he hasn't been. This he's, year he has a hundred percent. But again, uh, if he shows up, oh, there's Siri. Okay, wow, that was, that was really weird. Why Siri, did Siri just... made a cameo appearance? There you go. That was really interesting. How did Siri just pop up there? I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she's drunk too. It was a dude. Well, mine's the classic series, so I don't know what you're doing. Sorry, my apologies. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, I apologize too. <laughs> Carolina in six. I have Carolina in seven. Carolina in six. I'm a little concerned by the fact that we don't. Not one of us has had a different pick. We've all picked the same winner in each series. This is concerning, guys. Not in all of them. Just the Dallas series. We all picked six. No, we all picked the same winners, though. We haven't picked oh, a different winner. Winners. Like, no one said, oh, like, so we come to the last series and we have the Rangers versus the Devils, which, honestly, I think we're going to see some difference here. Mm, yeah. I think slightly. This is probably, my, this might be my most, uh... The Rangers beefed up a hell of a lot. The LA versus Edmonton series is definitely my most anticipated series in the West, but I think the Rangers versus Devils is my most anticipated series of them all, strictly because, well, one, there's your two phenomenal teams, and the Devils have two very bright futures, too. They're both These teams are both still young. Can I just say that Luke Hughes copied uh, Quinn Hughes' number because he's so jealous of his brother's success? Shut up, Ben. You know what? Uh, Shut up, Ben. No, it's the truth. He's. Uh, or maybe there's a meaning to forty-three. Oh uh, well, who knows? There, there, there could be a meaning, but uh, he's also, uh, I think, uh, you know, jealous that he'll never live up to Quinn's uh, potential. I actually disagree. I think Quinn might be the worst Hughes, and that's saying how good the Hughes brothers are all going to be. Hot take. It's very hot take. Uh, very hot take. We'll see what we'll uh, what happens. We'll this see. could be a, a thing to revisit in a few years. I I agree because like, but like Luke is six three and plays like Quinn, but can also defend. That's the thing. Well, That's, I mean, Quinn, Quinn can Quinn, defend better than fucking OEL and Quinn can Myers. defend this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Quinn Quinn definitely improved his defending this year. Has me really excited because if he's gonna play how. Goody was this year. He's going to win in Norris eventually. Oh, yeah. Corona can stay healthy too. He's going to be playing with Quinn. But I don't know. Luke Hughes is going to be something special. Oh, he will. I, I'm not saying he won't be. He's got high expectations though because he already got two oh, bro- elite brothers in the league. He's got to live up to that hype. So we'll see if he can do it. I think he's going to, but I don't know if he's going to be as good. At, I don't know. Well, he just scored an overtime winner, uh, I think, the last game. So yeah. the hype, he's definitely. A, like uh, playing to the hype. Most anticipated series, though, for this, I would say Rangers Devils. Two young teams, two teams who are going to be in the playoffs for like the next decade plus. I would a say. very long time. Like these yeah. are very, very good hockey teams, and very young at the same time. Very young, very young. Um, I mean, you've got, I mean, just like look at the talent on uh, 
on both these these squads. You've got you know Jack Hughes, yes, for Bratt, um, Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer. Uh, it's Steverson Graves. Steverson Graves. I mean, who are also both UFAs. Miles Wood. Yeah. And just think, in a few years, you could probably have a Luke Hughes and Simone Nemich pair. That's possible. Dougie Hamilton is also around. Dougie Hamilton's also around. Very good season. Devils have built themselves very well, and I mean that's a testament to Tom Fitzgerald and his staff. They've done a bang up job at rebuilding that team and turning them into a perennial contender. But, um, but and, don't and say again, the, the emergence of Vanacek, I mean, they everybody was like, well, yeah, they're really good, but they don't have a goalie. But Vanacek has stepped up and has become something for that team and has provided them with a solid uh, backstopper for uh, this whole season. So. Don't sleep on the Rangers, though, because on the Rangers side, you have, like, you have same Schuster. thing. You have, you have Adam, Shesterkin. Adam Fox. Yeah. You have a, literally a Norris winner, like in, and he's gonna win. Keandre Miller Norris is very good too. Yep, Keandre Miller, I'm very high on. Yep. Um, Jacob Trouba is still around. He'll probably be solid for another few years before falling off. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who else they have on the defense. I mean, Ooh. next to Slavin. Uh, Brent, the- Braden Schneider. Yeah. Very solid. Very solid. Um. But I mean, like up forward, else? you can hope that laugh. You can hope that. Kako, you can hope that Heedle are going to develop. But for the Rangers, think about what they added at the deadline. They Kane have and Tarasenko. Ter- yeah. Kane and Tarasenko, two guys that have been there. They've won the Stanley Cup before. Kane has three Stanley Cup rings on his fingers and is looking for another one. Uh, and why did he get traded to the Rangers is because he felt that that team had the chance to do that. And I do think or that, he that just was... wanted to go team up with his buddy Panarin again. That's exactly true. And again, there's historical chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's going to be the most, uh, at least one of the most exciting series for sure. I, I, wanna... I think we might differ on these picks. So, <laughs> um, I would lean. Oh, I, this is tough. This is really tough. This is tough. Do I... I'm saying the Rangers. I'm actually I... saying the Rangers too. I to be lean honest. the Rangers depth in this series, I guess with, their I mean, experience, I guess. Like remembering that the Devils are the higher seed. Who do you guys pick in this series, sir? I'm Actually, pick, I'm picking the Ra- Rangers in seven. <sighs> you know, originally I was going to say Rangers in seven, but you know, there's always one team who kind of disappoints in the playoffs compared to years past. Mm-hmm. I think this year might be the Rangers. Sadly, not well, not so sad. I don't know. Devils in seven. I'm gonna take the, the Devils in seven. I'm I'm gonna yeah, change I think my pick. This is going to seven. Games. I'm gonna change my pick. I had the Devils in or the Rangers in seven originally, but I think the Devils are gonna take it. There's I don't really have an upset pick besides Tampa Bay, which is not really the most biggest upset. Neither is the Ra- the Devils beating the Rangers. Well, maybe the LA Kings beating the Oilers. I didn't have that. You didn't have that. I had okay. the Oilers. Um. So yeah, I think I'm gonna take Devils. In seven, I'll I'll be different. I think, even though I, like I think this is gonna be a really good series, and I pray to God it goes seven because oh my god. I think it will. I I feel like out of all the series that we've said will go to seven, this one has the, the, biggest chance of actually going there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ranger seven, Ranger seven, Devils seven. Got it. Mm-hmm. We slightly veered off. 
Tampa series is also kind of set in stone because it's with Toronto. That's always going to yeah. go to seven. <laughs> Fuck Toronto, honestly. Um, let's let's get close to wrapping this up. Um, Stanley Cup pick, finals matchup, who wins? I will start with you first. I've said from the beginning that I think it's going to be a Boston Edmonton final. I think that Boston's going to take it in six. Okay. Against Edmonton. Anthony, or two take? <laughs> Boston Edmonton final. You know what? I'm leaning towards Colorado and Colorado and Boston. I mean, two juggernauts. Oh my God. It, that's. If Colorado can stay healthy, especially in that type of series, um, you know, that has potential to go seven games. Um, but honestly with Boston, it's, it's not because they're the best team. I mean, they're just consistent. I just look at consistency, like defensively and with goaltending, like they jacked up over the deadline. They were for me, one of the best teams that jacked up over the deadline. So they're really confident they're going to win the cup. Um, I don't see, even though they have a difficult, um standing i still don't see any reason they don't make it to the finals colorado um i said before they're gonna beat seattle uh five game series um there's really no oilers um i think they're gonna get outmatched um but no i won't get in get into that i'll just say i think boston will win the stanley cup to adam's delight um, I, I think Boston is a juggernaut this year. I hate to admit it. Don't think anyone's going to stop them in the East. Um, they'll get to they'll they'll come out of the East. Um, I don't, I don't want to say relatively easy, but like they're gonna. I think they're gonna sweep. Then they get Tampa, and I wouldn't be surprised if they catch catch Tampa tired after that series. I feel like they're not gonna win or lose more than four or five games en route to the finals. Yeah. No, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we'll come to the on the west side. Like I said, I think winner of LA versus Vegas is going to the West Finals. I have yeah. Edmonton winning that, so I have Edmonton going to the West Finals. And out of my West, but my Western Conference pick is the Dallas Stars. Really? I have the Dallas Stars going to the finals. Interesting. Um I'm going to I'm kind of going to use my logic from last year where I said two juggernaut teams almost never make the Stanley Cup finals. And I said that last year when I was making my bracket. And it was my first year doing a Stanley Cup prediction on my podcast. And I looked like an idiot because two juggernauts made it in Colorado and Tampa last year. Maybe the most like stacked Stanley Cup final we've ever seen. In terms of like just star power, maybe there's a debate for it, but um, and I said that and I looked like an idiot once they made it, and I even said I'm an idiot. Don't trust me, <laughs> but I don't know. I can't, I don't think it's gonna happen two years in a row. I think there's gonna be kind of a sleeper team that gets there, and I wouldn't even call Dallas a sleeper team. I just think yeah. Dallas is that team this year. Robertson elite, Heiskin and elite, Ottinger I think, and if Ottinger plays like he did in the playoffs last year. Good luck. Yeah. Especially with Robertson. Even better than he was last year. No, I'm kidding. I think 
I don't. I do think Boston wins the Stanley Cup though. Probably yeah. in six games over Dallas. I think Dallas is a good take to make to the finals as well. I think the Kings are a good ones that to that similar equation to the Stars as well. Where they do you guys kind of have a like a sleeper pick at all? Yeah, for me it's the LA Kings. I agree. I think my pick is the LA Kings. My sleeper pick. I don't know. Uh, the Rangers. Don't sleep on the Rangers. I mean, I I find it hard that they would get through Boston, but I feel like if there was any team in the East that has a chance to do it, it might be the Rangers. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think I, I wouldn't count out Tampa Bay. I feel, yep. like, I feel like Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay you can never count out, but I, 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 I feel like Tampa Bay is almost a sleeper pick this year. Yeah. <laughs> like they might be a sleeper pick. Which is weird. Like, honestly, I could say Tampa by sleeper pick. But can you count a team as a sleeper pick after making three straight Stanley Cup finals, winning two of them? This year, I mean, almost, but I don't know. We'll see. Any last thoughts before we wrap this up? You guys want to say anything? Um. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. Let's start up again next week. Um, maybe get Adam in. On one of these podcasts, could do a second get his round. Boston mm-hmm. uh, take on a playoff. Yeah, well, that that'll just go like right off the rails right from the beginning, right? So yeah, I suppose we'll get some of the Toronto Maple Leafs fans for some of the class too. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up. If you got this hard, congratulations. Sleep well. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. Ah, who knows? (laughs) You got this hard. Thanks for listening. Peace out.